to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I'm your host, Mookie. Um, before we're going to get started, I want to take a moment of silence to wish Chester Bennington um, and all his fans, family, all those affected by his death, um, observe his memory. Um, so I'm just going to take a second to do that. And back to the show. I'm Mookie. I'm back. Y'all thought I was dead. No. Wrong. I'm back. Y'all tried to hijack my show. It didn't work. Twice removed. Somehow still came back like a... I'm still here. And the two people who are talking the most smack are gone. Where you at now, Charlemagne? Where you at now? Technically, I'm the person that talks the most smack. Technically, but y'all don't got it. Uh, Rafiki had a lot of smoke. Rafiki (laughs) had a whole lot of smoke last episode. And where is he now? Not here. So for all the hollabaloo and hooting and hollering, he's still looking like that one Dalmatian in one of the one Dalmatians. Oh. <laughs> I'm mad he said that one Dalmatian, and he immediately followed that with in a 101 Dalmatian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Out, of the, out of the 101, that one. Why can't it just be 100? Why do they got to be one-on-one? Because that one always acted <laughs> wild, and that one is Rafiki. Anyway, um, it feels good to be back. Uh, scheduling conflicts, life in- got interesting real fast. So um, just had to take some personal time to figure out my whole life situation. But I'm back now. Um, these guys have been holding it down, presenting solid content. So if you've missed those, go check them out. Um, we had some some dope guests step in the last episode, so we appreciate them coming through, as always. Two episodes uh, ago. It was two episodes ago. Two episodes it was ago. definitely two episodes ago. See, I told you things have happened. Um, across the table from me is a uh, yeah, gracious uh, co-host, Mateo. Yeah, what up, guys? It's your boy Matt. Um, it's yeah, glad to have you guys back for another episode. I'm, I'm I I pretty much steered this ship because the two other ones are gone. Mookie shows up whenever he feels like it, apparently. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so glad to have you back. And um, then yeah. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome then, uh, back to the show. The, uh, the occasional he, guest, head he, of streaming services over at Eman Podcast, he has his own soundboard installed in his Bioware, and by that, his DNA. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm James. As he said, I'm head of stream, and if Matthews is the steer of the ship, I'm the architect. So you know. I'm kind of young. You already <laughs> like shipmate. Like, oh, wow. you like deck swabber at this uh, point. Right, I'll see like, 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 <laughs> if, if this is one piece, I'm essentially equating myself as Luffy. I said, I am equating myself. Don't get it twisted uh, with the analogy. You, you would pretty much. You're kind of like Caesar at this point. You know, I mean, you're more like Panda Man. You just kind of show up if every once in a while. If this was a Dragon Ball Z, I'd be Trunks and he would be Yamcha. Nah, you're more <laughs> nah, like Krillin. You, you, no, you sure to be Chatsu. Whoa! <laughs> Stop it. I try to give him some credit. At least Chatsu killed himself for the greater good. Oh, hell. <laughs> anyway, before this podcast gets off topic, well, we can't get off topic if we don't have a topic. Mm. Um, so let's go ahead and do our weekend review. I'll tell you, how's your week? Dog, uh, oh, you know what? I don't know what it is. But my back's been hurting this week from carrying this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena in the podcast. Okay, this guy. I'm, I'm just kidding. 
This is guy wants to John Cena the podcast. Nah, I'm just saying. Ever since he said that, I've been thinking about that for a solid like three minutes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what can I say this? <laughs> oh but, man. But uh, it's it's been a pretty mundane week. Uh, listening to quite a bit of Lincoln Park ever since Harry Rochester, uh, uh, Bennington, and so uh, Rip Chester. Um, yeah. A lot of people really grew up listening to Linkin Park in one way or another. There was always at least a couple of songs in my playlists that I listened to. Uh, Minutes to Midnight was like my first introductory to it. I know... Uh, um, no, that's on a, a different one. I don't even remember what it is. Like, I don't listen to it religiously. I just know some of the songs. Uh, Minutes to Midnight had What I've Done. And there, I know there was some that came out before that. Like There was Hybrid Theory. There was uh, Meteora... Uh, before that, I didn't get into those until after uh, Minutes to Midnight had come out. And so being yeah. able to go back and listen to those, it's kind of nostalgic. Yeah, and then I was reading this, I was reading a bunch of articles uh, um, after learning about his passing. And there was one article that caught me in particular. And I was like, you know what, I really kind of agree. And the title was um, Linkin Park introduced, reintroduced a lot of the black population in the 2000s to rock music. And it really is true. Like, Linkin Park was... Um, obviously, they had that huge collab with Jay-Z that took over the entire universe <laughs> um, multiple times. Um, so, it really... Like, they were um, a transcendent band in a lot of ways, and they had a lot of um, heartfelt, honest music, and it's just, uh, it's just a sad situation. Yeah. Um, so. But anyways, yeah, listening to that, uh, and while we're over here... Uh, Morning, Chester. We're also celebrating what he's made. Uh, because, like you said, it's gotten us through a lot of the rough years, especially if you knew me in uh, middle school. First cool. of all, I like to say I'm sorry. Help. And, <laughs> Help. and second, I just like to say thanks, Lincoln Park. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, aside from that, not much going on. Um, went back and rewatched part of Yu Yu Hakusho this week. Fire. So, yeah, concluded the dark tournament. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yes. And Except Kuwabara actually didn't die, which upset me. Which it did. Like, if you ever talk to me about Yu Yu Hakusho, great show, fantastic show, best of its time, still a classic. The one thing that angered me, Kuwabara. <laughs> All that power for what? Nothing. For a loudmouth, red-haired white boy to be in Japan and not do jack squat. <laughs> it, it baffles me. You know what? It baffles Something me. Something about, like, pale-skinned, red-headed dudes in anime. It's not fortunate for you. Renji showed up looking tough, well, what, completely useless. Well, what about um, Akashi and um, Kuroko? Uh, that boy, that boy is literally. He's Kyrie. not. Yeah, you, I mean, you're not wrong. Well, Kyrie's him. Well, actually, technically, if you want to go back, he want to act like he. Lonzo want to act like. Lonzo want to act like he's not watching anime, punching basketballs in the middle of summer league games. <laughs> like Lonzo, we know where that's from. He's I've seen that. Guy. I've seen that episode multiple times. Chill out, Lonzo. Um, yeah. Anyway, Jimmy, how was your week? Um, it was cool. Hold up. Why I say it was cool? Every day this week. Woke up at 7 a.m. to do marching band. And for, for anybody who does marching band out there, I feel really bad for you. Because it's my first year, and it's god-awful. Mm -hmm. They said, if you show up late, you got to run laps. The second I hear, they tell me to run Who running laps in marching band? Yeah, big kids can't even walk straight. <laughs> you expect them to run a <laughs> No, like, and the thing is, like, I used to do marching band when I was in high school. I, it did, was, it for, I did it for one year before I quit. I was like, nah, this ain't yeah, me. Yeah, this ain't me. Like, uh, I did it for two days. Like, even, even that one year that I spent in marching band, I literally can, like, 
Like, I can walk in a straight line, but I'm always rolling my feet because that's what they teach you to do. Like, mm-hmm. some people walk flat-footed or whatever. Like, they teach you to roll your feet yeah, as you're walking. Like kind of like, intent. so, yeah, I can't, like, I have to consciously tell myself, you better not roll those feet. <laughs> don't roll them feet. <laughs> don't roll them feet. But, yeah, my week's been cool. I've been watching a lot of, I'm watching Princess Stride, and I was watching Death Parade, which is actually super dark, and it's really good, too, at the same time. But, yeah. Pretty much it for me. Yeah, so I got to the third episode of Akame Got Killed, and I was like, yeah, I, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta stop. Um, but no, my week has been pretty mundane. Uh, 98% of it has been spent playing Destiny 2 beta, which we're gonna spend, um, which is actually our topic of the show, so we're gonna spend the last third of the show going into that, our feelings on that. Um, but without further delay, let's get into, let's get into the show. So there's there's been quite a, quite a bit of stuff happening. Uh, San Diego Comic Con is happening. Uh, we might touch up on a little stuff of that, but a bulk of the stuff we're going to save for uh, next week after uh, shows over. Pretty much after Comic Con's concluded, we have everyone else here at the table together, yeah, and then we can sit down, and ruminate on our thoughts, and kind of collect and sift through everything because it's a lot. But there's a few things that popped up that we do want to mention. Um, but do you want to talk about this Ninja Turtles thing first? Yeah. So. Anyone that's been listening to us, you, you're probably just as much a fan as we are, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Heroes mm-hmm. in a Half Shell, uh, a lot of great memories are made with that, but I don't know, Mookie, if you've watched the new animated uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that they have. I've seen a couple episodes, and like the first three were pretty good, and I just kind of fell off. Yeah, and they've done some interesting stuff with that. I haven't watched as much, uh, but they are coming up on a new story or a new season. Uh and we're getting samurai turtles. Nice. And so they'll be encountering Leo's pal Usagi, the samurai bunny. <laughs> <laughs> the samurai bunny. Yeah. That's just a funny sentence. Yeah. And that was always an interesting story to me. Like, even watching the 2003 uh, animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, in my opinion, the OG. The OG. After the OG. <laughs> but no. that's not OG. And then speaking of OG, like, I think that's kind of reminiscent to, I believe it was the second movie or the third movie, where the turtles go back in time to feudal Japan and they actually um, become samurais to fight Shredder. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good head nod back to that. But also, like, it's like, shout out to the past, but, you know, this is the future and we're going to do new things. And like you said, Usagi the Samurai Bunny. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm hyped for that. Yeah, so I'm really interested in what they're going to be doing with that. I really love what they did, like with the 2003 iteration of TMNT that they did, um, especially when they brought Usagi back later on when they had uh, essentially a multiverse tournament going mm-hmm. on, and the turtles encountered like people that they've worked with before, enemies they've encountered in the past, and so I'm really excited where this TMNT is going. Uh, hopefully, they do something like that again, but that'd be really cool. But yeah. that's all we have for uh, Turtle Talk. Turtle Talk. Mm. Oh, sorry. I wanted to go for the alliteration. <laughs> this guy. Somebody uh, kicked this kid. Uh, but uh, as as you know, on this podcast, we're predominantly DC fans. But there's a few things across the Marvel eye that we like to pay attention to because, you know, they're solid content. One of the things that's coming up that we um, posted on our page, Facebook.com, actually more about nothing, was there's now an official teaser trailer for Punisher. Um... Yes, the guy from the, the season two of Daredevil is coming back. Um, he said that they're focusing on a central enemy. They had, are talking about that at Comic-Con, but like we said, we'll go um, deep dive into the stuff that we believe that we want to talk about and the things that we, you guys 
possibly interested in, let us know what topics you're interested in um, in the comment section of this podcast. So on Facebook.com, actually, you about nothing. When the podcast goes live, go in the comment section. Tell us what you want to hear about from Comic-Con, and we will do our best to indulge your appetite. Um, but following that, there's now more content from the Defenders coming out. Uh, and it's looking better than I thought. I was a little bit skeptical, and I'm still nervous because I am not the greatest. I watched the, I've watched all of them so far, um, and I was not the greatest fan of Iron Fist. I thought it was on a good streak for the first few episodes and then plateaued pretty heavy. Um, I think it was definitely carried by the secondary tertiary characters. I feel like the male lead is subpar at best. Sometimes um, just flat out, I think, cast wrong. Um, Or maybe it was just the writing. Maybe they just need time to kind of grow into themselves. So we'll see um, how that comes along. Um, of course, if you ask me and most of the internet so far of all the Defenders TV series, I guess what Power Man, whatever they're calling him again, Luke Cage is um, hands down the best written. Um, the most action packed is definitely Daredevil season two, um, which is some of the most gruesome action I've ever seen on a TV series, point blank, period. Um, but it's good. It's well written. It's uh, believable in a comic way. Um, there's some things that are done in comic movies like, that's not even believable for comics. This is well-grounded. It's believable. The action makes sense. The emotions seem human um, or superhuman, depending on which way you want to go about it. Um, so really excited for that. Um, at this point, I'm just kind of ready for it to come out. Um, I'm interested to see how that many characters play on screen at one time. So we'll see. And then... Young Justice has had a lot of information come out in the last few months. You want to talk about that, Mateo? Well, yeah, and we've been touching up on it here and there as it's been coming out. Um, But this information just came out this uh, previous week, um, probably coinciding with uh, San Diego Comic-Con. But for those of you that have been keeping up with it uh, or haven't been, we'll just go ahead and give you a quick rundown. Young Justice, uh, after being canceled a few years back, is getting a reboot and it will be on uh, WB streaming app. Ooh. Uh, Wasn't it initially going to be on Netflix? It was going to be on Netflix, but then uh, CW, WB, I call it WB because that's, that's what we're gives, yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they have a streaming app that it will be uh, on. Now, to clarify, this is the same streaming app that had Vix in the animated series previewing, what is it? Arrow season three. I think it might actually be a different. No, because one. So they, that was so CW. So they have, CW seed. They have the seed, but they're gonna have a different one specifically set up for um, a lot of these similar uh, DC CW um, content. At this point, like either CW needs to buy DC or C- DC needs to buy CW. Yeah. Because what is it? There is, I think. Every day of the week, there's at least one DC TV show on. Sometimes yeah. two. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I mean, they, it's prominent enough that they have their own universe that fans have labeled it. It is the DCCW. And but so with this WB streaming app, do you, do you think they're gonna throw Black Lightning on there? It's a possibility. I mean, I think they want to definitely um, control the content and and I, I kind of want DC to have a Disney-esque mentality about it 
control the content and where it's going. And I think because they already have such a strong partnership with uh, CW, that's why they're allowing this content to go in that direction. Um, I just don't want it to see strewn all over the internet mm-hmm. and then you don't know somebody gets a license or something and then we get a whole Spider-Man fiasco for 13, 14 years where Spider-Man's not allowed to be in, in movie. Marvel movies and you know, he's a Marvel character. Anyway, um, yeah. so, I mean, but, hopefully it ends up on Netflix but if it ends up on this thing I wouldn't be too mad if it's done right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, with that being said, there's been a lot of stuff. We found out that this new season three is going to be called uh, Young Justice Outsiders, which is a big nod to Outsiders, which is a a, a pretty essential group in terms of uh, DC and their superhero team ups. Because uh, I believe Outsiders is not to like Batman and the Outsiders. Yeah, like, it's not to Batman and the Outsiders, and which is like basically the flip side to Teen Titans. Yeah, the Teen Titans are kind of like the uh, how would you call them? They're like your normal kids. They're your normal superhero kids. They're, they're yeah. At some point, they're like high schoolers, and they live in a tower, and they get trained yeah. like officially by like the Justice League and Black Canary yeah, is like so the leader. They, and then the Outsiders are kind of like, what is it? The Jets in uh, what is it? West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, it's. They're almost essentially like, uh, this will be a good reference because we've been talking about it a lot. If you're looking at My Hero Academia, think of the Teen Titans almost like Class 1A. Mm-hmm. And then the Outsiders would probably be uh, maybe someone that wants to be a hero but couldn't get into uh, UA Academy. Yeah, and then so they have heroes who, A, flamed out, um felt like they weren't good enough um and just kind of like general outcast hence why they put the bat as their leader at one point mm-hmm. um not really their leader mostly their mentor um because a yes bruce wayne is a multi-billionaire yes he is handsome good looking and runs wayne corp but batman who for 10 years was the main character and bruce wayne was the mask um Essentially, was an outcast, fought at night forever, fought alone forever, and then we started getting the whole Bat family and all those things. But he understands what it means to be an outcast. He understands what it means to be shunned by society. He understands that fear of failure. He understands that fear of losing people. Um, and so there's um, essentially a part of him in each one of the kids, and he basically tries to get them to work together as a team, which doesn't always work. Like, in Teen, in teen Titans, they're kind of like, they yell mad at each other, and they go back to the house because they live together, yeah, and then like, they figure in, it in out. the movie, because um, Robin, he's, he's such a, he's being solo, and he's, like, getting mad at everybody, like, oh, I want to do solo, we're doing this my way, and my way, and then, essentially, it's like that. Yeah, but um, outside is a very different group dynamic, older, younger kids, um, so it's, it's yeah. fun. But anyways, uh, so... We recently got a couple of things with regards to Young Justice. We got an episode count True. for uh, season three, and we also got some uh, designs for characters. I think it's Damian Wayne. Well, can we wait? Can we, like, no, get there? No, you guys we, know how excited yeah, I get when I know. Damian we gets get there? I don't think it's him. But I we'll, think it's Damian. No, we'll, we'll get there. Like that? We'll get there. That, no, okay. we'll get there. All right. Anyways, um, so... In terms of the episode count, we have 26 confirmed episodes. 
uh, that they're putting out for season three, mm-hmm. which is pretty much pretty good. an issue. So I think that might be on a little bit on the longer side because they're usually like 24. Yeah, 24. I mean, yeah, 24, 25. So. so, yeah, we're getting a good amount of episodes. Uh, they did say they haven't started the last four episodes, like anything regarding the last four episodes, but they do know the direction they want to go. Um, in terms of the breakdown, they say they do have uh, 12 episode scripts completely done. Uh, and they have 10 that they at least have some form or fashion of it done. And I think they said they've already completed about 10 episodes. And That's so, cool. yeah. And so it's shaping up pretty well. Uh, we still don't have quite a release for it. We just know it's supposed to be coming out sometime. In the future, next year, I believe. Uh, I think that's what they were posing or the time frame they've given us. But we still have like a definitive, this is when it's coming out and stuff like that. So we're super excited for what's happening there. Uh, moving on to the character designs. So uh, they just gave us a look at some of the characters, both new and old, mm-hmm. that will be presented in Young Justice Outsiders. And it's pretty uh, interesting. Uh, we posted a, a link on our Facebook page, so if you're on there, uh, you probably saw it at some point this week. Um, there were some exclusions from there that were kind of surprising, and then there were additions in there that were like, oh, I don't okay. think anyone's ever mentioned like that before, but uh, we're glad that they're there, and they got, gave a bit of an explanation. So looking at it, uh, first of all, we're noticing that we don't have any of, like, the three or four main mainstays from season one and season two. So we, we don't see Aqualad. We don't see Superboy. We don't see uh, Miss Martian. Are you sure we don't see Superboy? Because I thought no, I saw... No, he, he's not in the lineup on the okay. picture. Uh, we don't but, see Miss Martian. Probably will see him, though. Yeah. And they brought up Aqualad because uh, the voice actor himself said, oh, yeah, I've started working on stuff for Aqualad. So we don't know if it's that he's not a part of the team. Which well, uh, was the leader, though, of the... Yeah, he was. Justice. And he kind of shied away from that because he's on a secret mission in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be one of those things that now they are handing responsibility to a new leader, and he'll come in later, and he'll be in there... Uh, part of the uh, episode. Um, so he might play more of a... Like, a, like he'll be like a background kind of role. Not kind of part of background. He might operate kind of like the lead characters do. They'll come and go, but they aren't always there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, then so who do you think will, will be taking charge? Well, we'll get to that after we uh, discuss like and dissect who is actually in this picture okay. here. So uh, we already see, first of all, the most one, the one that I'm excited for the most is we see Static in this picture. Yep. Yep. Virgil Hawkins. Uh, and first of all, let me just say that the way they drew him is kind of dope. He's not like, uh, when we think of Static Shock of the early 2000s, the he, he's not like dread. just the long dread, semi-long dreads, uh, the huge coat. Uh, it, it's not like overly done. It's just simple, clean, put together. Uh, he's got a fade going on uh, that looks like cornrows or something, or he's got braids going on. But uh, he just has like a simple uh, jacket vest type thing, and then he has a shirt with a symbol on it, super clean and put together. Um, there's also, we see the Bart version of Kid Flash, because if you remember at the end of season two, uh, Wally ended up uh, essentially dying. Yeah. And so. Bart took up the mantle of 
Kid Flash. And so this is his iteration of the costume, which looks really clean. And so we also have Robin, which I think is still Tim Drake. Mookie thinks it's Damian Wayne. It's definitely... It's not definitely Damian, but... If you look at the way Tim Drake is drawn, specifically in the characters, and if you look at the way Damien is being represented over the last few uh, iterations of him, he's kind of coming to his own. He's embraced his sword mastery. Yes, we don't see the sword mastery, but the difference is the cow. And... Like yeah, that's cool. And yes, thing. the cow is the cow is kind of come yeah, and yeah. gone, but that's like Damien's thing. Well, he sees himself as a child of darkness, and he like when he goes out in the sun, the cow is up. When he's out at night, the cow is up. Only time he puts the cow down is kind of sort of to talk to his dad, and he barely does that. And but here's the thing where I'm gonna disagree. The only reason I'm gonna say I don't believe it's Damien is because of who's standing next to Robin. I mean, you're not wrong. Wonder Girl. You're not wrong. And if you remember at the end of season two, there was kind of a thing with Tim and Cassie. And if we know like uh, Young Justice and how they've followed suit with like inter team dynamics. They're going to need some sort of relationship that's going on, whether it's strained later on. So I think because Cassie is there, I'm more likely to believe that it's Tim as opposed to Damien. Yes, but, and again, my thing is the time gap. Yeah, is is there there, a time gap in between seasons? Well, it it hasn't been confirmed, but we're we're likely to believe that there will be a time skip between season so, two. So, since so there's a time skip, would you think that we would see Damien towards the end of the season? And like I said, one of the reasons, I, one of the reasons I think it was uh, Tim is because of Cassie. Mm-hmm. The other one being uh, seeing that, yes, Virgil's a little bit grown up, but then Bart's still a part of there. Obviously, Bart doesn't age because of, uh, if you're familiar with comics, he comes to, um, originally he was coming to the 21st century because... Mm-hmm. He had a problem in his metabolism. He was growing, and he wanted to meet Barry, but other stuff. Um, but we still also have Blue Beetle, who still looks somewhat kind of... Well, of course, in the math, but he still looks roughly around the same size, same age as when in season two... <laughs> Ooh, excuse Bless me. You. Bless you. Man, I'm trying not to die in here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then obviously having those characters... Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. You are struggling. I, know. I don't know what's happening. Finish your thought, man. I'm trying to. <laughs> but it's not letting me. <laughs> Welcome to the Sneeze Podcast. Yeah, where we do everything but sneeze. Anyways. And so, because they have them there, and they've chosen to uh, age them up for good reasons, I want... I'm more likely to believe that they're sticking with Tim because we do get Tim Drake as Robin, mm. but we don't really get to dive into uh, his character that much mm. because we still have Dick Grayson as Nightwing running the operation. Yeah, I think that's kind of hard to believe that they'll show Damien yeah. because that if, if if Dick Grayson wasn't there, then I'd believe, oh, Tim Drake is just going to... So like at the end of the season, they're like, oh, time skip. Oh, he's Nightwing. And then we see Robin. I'm like, oh, that's Damien. But since Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson is still around. Like, yeah, and like that's all very valid. And actually, that slides right into the next thing I want to talk about, which is um, <laughs> the new Mateo is dying. Guys. I know, guys. It's I'm... bad. <laughs> it's bad. Jesus Christ. Charlemagne, you all right? Yo, Pierre, you want? <laughs> hey, yo, Pierre, you got some clerics out there? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to take a leave of absence. No, I'm just kidding. Alright, we're gonna wrap this up pretty soon. No, um so in the um Injustice Video games, they've rolled out Red Hood. And um, one thing DC is pretty fun is they like to put nice little funny commentary for certain things. Hold on, I, I know you're excited about this, but we're just going to skip over the entire fact that there are actually new characters that they put into the Young Justice lineup. Uh, let's talk about the thing, because I think well, we can we could circle back to it. Let's talk about it real quick. So Starfire, one of the classic characters from Teen Titans, uh, is now being introduced to Injustice. The first time she's in the game, I believe. Injustice 2. Yeah. There's an interaction... If you play as Damien Wayne, Robin, and you play as Starfire, she says, you killed Dick Grayson. And Damien replies, it was an accident. And then they start fighting. I think they could play that into Young Justice. Now, DC has like, what is it? Three million. Three million multiverses. So they, they they have blurred lines before, and they have revealed things in other series that have made play into the other series or revealed things in comics like... They revealed things in the comics that made it to the video game, that made it to the movie, and vice versa. Things are in the movie that have basically cascaded into comic book series. Um, so, again, it could be nothing. It could be something. But that's how that's how I feel. Like, Starfire, um, with Dick, Grayson being dead. Tim Drake. Tim Drake steps Green into Man. the Nightmook Mantle. Damien steps in. To the just, yeah, Justice. And maybe maybe that's an interaction that happens. Maybe um, that's a thing with Cassie. Maybe that's how that relationship plays out. Again, we're not sure. This is all speculation up at this point. Um, but it is all still very exciting for us to kind of just wait and figure out. But I'd rather just have it. Anyway, back to the new characters that have been added. Yeah. Uh, so as we're looking, we do see some of the other characters. So we mentioned Blue Beetle was there. Uh, Arsenal is in the lineup and Beast Boy. Now they're two or oh, three added characters that they have on here all of them female which is great uh Arrowette is probably the most interesting addition is she supposed to be like speedy like so what Theo was in Arrow we're not sure and I think because DC's been known with uh, their shows that they do to take different facets of characters that are similar and combine them together. We're not quite sure how her character is going to play out. She does have kind of like uh, that red mm-hmm. Archer costume vibe going, but uh, will she follow strictly to how the comics play her out, or is she going to be a combination of like her and like what Artemis was supposed to be? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but we also have another hero, Spoiler, who there's not much given on her. She's just kind of wearing like a, a funky purple cape hood cowl type thing with a mask, mm-hmm. and she kind of looks she looks dope. But we don't know much about her. Uh, I don't think anything else has been mentioned about her up until this point. But uh, she looks pretty cool. And then there's another hero, uh, simply named Thirteen, and she's just kind of like in a uh, army getup, and so like combat boots, cargo pants. Black shirt, mm. gloves. That's um, like Jackie Brick from Mortal Kombat. Yes. yes. And so, um, th- those are really interesting prospects that they have in there. Um, like I said, I haven't heard much about at least those other two, Spoiler and 13, leading up to this. So I'm interested in how they're going to develop what they add to the team, what kind of dynamics that uh, that'll 
for C or for Trey. And what happens? And so. I kind of want to see, like, with this, I want to see, like, how, like, <laughs> they come to the team and all that. I don't want to just see episode one, they're just there. And then I'd be like, oh, you're not going to explain how you came on this team? Or, like, yeah. at least, like, a backstory on, like, how they joined the team. Yeah, yeah um, I think 24 is good enough because we can get six episodes in the beginning, middle, or end that are all about, like, we could do six flashback episodes. Um and it still wouldn't take too much out of whatever the main arc is. I mean, if you think about it, season one, every other episode had like maybe 10 to 12 minutes that was um, basically flashbacks for Superboy or that one episode with the psychic with Megan or Megan or whatever they want to call her kind of had like flashbacks to the whole Martian thing and who she was and who she is now. And then you kind of get flashes of like, Oh, Robin, oh, Batman, oh, the whole place. So I think they could do six full episodes where they just do nothing but introduce new characters. Um, and we don't know if the new characters are like, boom, day one on the team versus like, um, who was it? Um, she didn't get added until like the third or fourth Artemis. episode. Artemis didn't get added until like the third or fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it might be a third. Like, and then Rocket also later on in the first mm-hmm. season. Yep. And then Zatanna. Yep. So, like I said, we, it could be, like, a slow expansion. Like, they're just showing that, hey, this is the roster. You don't know who's, like, starting five. We don't know who gets the James Harden well, trade. We don't know who's Kyrie or, Irving and decides to leave middle of the could, season. Or it could be one of those things, like, <laughs> that they, they reassemble the team. Exactly, yeah. So, so I don't know. It's a lot of interesting aspects, a lot of interesting yeah, concepts. Yeah, for it to play out. Yeah. Kind of but, you know, super excited for that show. It's one of my favorite series within the entire DC universe. Um... But all of that being said, ladies and gentlemen, from far and wide, east to west, it's time for the topic of the show. Stop the duel. No, it's time for the topic of the show. Destiny 2. Um, Matei, you can humbly buy out now if you feel like it. Kidding. You're stuck here. Now you got to listen to us. No. Uh, Destiny 2 is out in the wild. At least the beta is. And... Jimmy and I ran a couple matches, more like steamrolled a couple people, and we definitely got definitely got um, definitely got handed a couple L's too. So um, don't want to make it seem like like we 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 renewed the um, Destiny Phase Optic <laughs> clan over here, but uh, Destiny Two is good. Destiny Two is good. The cinematics are phenomenal. Oh, that's amazing. I am playing on a PS4 Pro with boost mode activated on a 27 inch. A gaming monitor. What does that mean to you? Absolutely nothing. Other than the fact that the game looks good, it runs at a solid lock 30 frames per second. Uh, solid. I mean, rock solid. I mean, game was smooth. Gunplay was nice. I did have more lag issues than Jimmy there's encountered. Just, yeah, error, it's just error code issues. Like, the first game I played, I got error coded, but besides that, it's been fine. But you haven't experienced too much lag within the no, game. No, lag, I, there's one game, this guy was blinking on a Titan, man. It was... Yeah, there was there were, there were a couple games, and I, we're just trying to get out the negative. There were a couple games where, like, I literally put half a clip into a guy and his health wasn't going down and then he reappeared behind me and then I died and then three seconds later he died. I'm like, okay, so Destiny. Um, you want to know why you get dedicated servers? Because of this specific reason. But then the good reason, good reason for host to host is they don't have to shut down a server. like Exactly. They don't have to... Sh- so, I mean, I, there's... 
pros and cons either one. Um, I think the system they have right now is pretty good. But yeah, the cinematics look great. The voice acting is solid. Um, I think the Guardians are gonna have voices. Yeah, they need. It's been three years. Yeah, since our here's and, and here's why I feel like it. I feel like they didn't put the voices in the demo because they didn't want us to know that because the, the, the it just looks weird. Like if you're looking at the the footage. Um, speaking of which, I'll probably upload um, my some footage to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. Uh, I did a, a couple live streams, and that was fun. So I'll probably upload some gameplay footage. There's a particular scene where you f- you come up against Domino's Gall, a.k.a. Gary, and he's sucking the li- the life out of the, the Traveler, and you're losing your light, you're losing your superpowers, and you become very weak. And he basically kicks you off the edge, but before you go off the edge, your ghost goes off the edge. And the guardian like reaches out, and it looks like he's yeah, Yeah. he looks like he's he or she is supposed to be screaming something because the ghost resurrected you. It's been a part of you for the last three years. Um, It's the reason you're alive. The ghost goes off the edge, and it looks like he reaches out, and he's supposed to be screaming, but uh, there's no audio there. It just feels weird. Also, in the beginning, you like you're in your ship. The 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 ghost is talking to, is attempting to talk to the tower and is not getting any communication. And it looks at you and you look at it and it's almost like you're supposed to reply to it, but there's no audio. I feel like there's audio there, but they just, not they just but didn't put it in for the beta. And I, like, it's time. Like, I feel like it's it, not that hard to give yeah. basic voices. It's not, and it's just the beta too. It's not like it's giving away like big story stuff and something little as like, those little things like voices, like, cause like that awkward uh, transaction between you and your ghost. And I was like, Oh, he's just looking at him like, I feel like there should be something there. And it's just voicing. It's not like it's like super heavy to the story. Yeah. And I I understand like a lot of people are like nervous and avoiding like the whole my whole fate. My face is tired fiasco with Mass Effect Andromeda, which we'll talk about at the very end. Um, Like voice acting since like, again, I don't think it's that difficult to have, let's say, 10 different voices in the game. You have a high-pitched voice, a low-pitched voice, a dark voice, whatever. A funny voice, you have however, like, five for the female uh, models, five for the male models. And then you could pick, and even if it's just maybe, like, ten lines of dialogue in the entire game, that's fine. But, like, to have these, di- these guardians who are supposed to be, like, world savers be mute the entire time seems a little bit obsolete. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to talk about this too much, but especially in contrast to what seems to be... Um, the next big comparison, which is Destiny versus Anthem. The yeah. Anthem characters talk. Like, I understand, like, yeah, you use your mic, but, like, in-game, in they have conversations. And I know it's cinematics and all that good stuff, but it makes sense that people in the world would talk to you and your character would reply. And, again, we'll come back to that in a little bit at the end of the show, talk about Bioware and the interesting things going over there. But let's talk about gameplay. Um... Particularly gunplay. How do you feel about the gunplay? Mm, I, I do have some issues written out here with um, weapon time to kill. It feels really slow. It's excessive. It's, it's excessively like, long. Like, and I know in Halo, like, they had a fair amount of time for the TTK for, like... It, I, it wasn't this long. Take. I don't believe it was. I don't remember it being this long. Yeah, and, and the gun, like, this crispy. The gunplay is crispy. It's just drawn-out gunfights, which I don't like. And the, I'm not a fan of that, but... 
Yeah, and the thing that made Destiny unique were the powers. Yes. The powers seem so muted. It almost it's, feels like Call of Duty with powers. Yeah, and like it's and so weapon, much gunfire. The weapon cooldown is it's gross. Like it's, it's so like belittled from Destiny One. Like Destiny One, it was Nade Spam Simulator 2016. <laughs> but like this one is literally just straight gunplay. And the one thing that made Destiny really, really unique was the ability you had at your disposal. And so like, and I feel like I'm never gonna use my abilities. I have a grenade literally like every 45 seconds, and it's like. And then, like, on Hunter, you get your dodge. Like, I feel like I never have one. And that's, like, those abilities you use, like, so you're in a gunfight and you're low, but the chances of you winning a gunfight because you had your abilities were higher, but now you have, you don't have your abilities at your disposal, and it's like, I feel like I'm really not going to win this gunfight. Yeah, and I know there's some elements of... I see where they're trying to go. There's some elements of strategy about, like, when to use your grenade, when to use yeah. your ability. I play as the warlock, and so it has that healing pool. So what I usually do is, like, do I go to the point B or do I go to point C snag that while I'm snagging point do I drop the healing vent or do I wait until like mid game it's kind of tied up we need to grab B you run into B you drop it but the second you drop it that ability is gone for a long time depending on how early or how late you use it you might not have it for the rest of the game like you'll get your if you use your abilities quite often you'll probably get at least like five times a game maybe five or four but like the cooldown especially your super cooldown you literally cannot get a super twice in the game. Nope. You literally can't. It's once in a game. I know they're trying to cool down, like, so there's not ability spam in the game, but, like, at least... That's I, what made like, it unique. I would need. be rewarded for playing good. Because, like, like, in a good game on, in D1, you can get your super five times. That's a lot. And that's a lot of slang. But in this game, you're playing a good game, you'll get your super one time and probably half. And have half a bar. Yeah, we were, we were playing a game and you went, what was it, 15 and 3? Yeah. And, and you got a super and a third? Yeah. And it was like, I'm I'm playing well. I want I want to feel rewarded for playing well, and it doesn't have that same reward. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't have that same immediate gameplay reward. But what I did say, and who knows how this actually works in the beta versus like when the full yeah, games yeah. come out. Every single game you played, you got some drop. Now, obviously, yeah. there's like That's ten true. weapons. It and should like, be yeah. I, was, I feel like, and this is just the beta. I feel like the loot system shouldn't be that generous. Like. In year one, it was it was painfully ungenerous. But, like, I think that was, there was a balance in year two. Like, there was still a grind, but, like, it was generous enough and not generous enough. And then year three, you literally just, you just handed yeah. weapons. And then, yeah, in year three, you were just handed weapons. See, I don't, see, I don't want that. I don't want to be handed, like, this good weapon. I want to actually work for this good weapon. But like, And that's the thing. Like, how did you feel, like, to me, some of the regular weapons felt better to use than some of the exotics the exotic auto rifle is weird the hand cannon garbage i'll say that i really like okay, i like the exotic smg a lot the smg was i Are think the arc one yeah yeah okay that one that i think that's right. probably the the best one so far yeah. at least for pvp we're speaking on pvp spec now if you go into pve that guardian or the what the 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 titan Assault rifle that's basically a minigun. You that, clear out a whole room with that. that like it's gross. it's nice and very I mean what what is it called again? I can't remember the, the sub, I don't remember what it is. Whatever it's called. It's decent in PvP, but I have slain many a Titans who have been attempted because it still has to wind up. Once it gets going, it's a problem. But honestly, chuck a grenade, they start shooting, duck, pop, 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 headshots, go to sleep. Get off the get off the school bus. You're not. You don't belong here. And then also another thing issue with the PVP is the recovery. Yeah. You cannot change your recovery. <laughs> like okay, so 
in D1, you could run, on the Storm Call, you could run 9 recovery, and also on the Stunzer, you run 9 recovery, and you'll get your health all the way back in probably cool 5 seconds. This game, I saw a test from Datto, which, YouTube, 4 slash Datto, he did a test, it took him 9 seconds to get his, get his health back. Yeah. Um, and that's painful. And, like, yeah, this is the difference between a max recovery warlock and then that's the basic generic we get in D2. But, like, at least everyone in D1 ran at least five recovery. Five recovery. If you weren't, you're probably the dumbest player I've met. But, and then you're, you're getting your health back in cool six seconds, seven seconds. But nine seconds is a long time you're out of the fight. And nine seconds, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Nine seconds is a long time to be out of the fight. And nine seconds is the difference between capping a point and losing a point. Yeah. And I think, because it's recover. If one when, when you adjust the recovery, I think it will get people in the fight faster. Because that's what they're trying to get. They're trying to get more people in the fight. That's why they did the control changes, and that's why it's like you know only need one person in the cap. And like it's, and the recovery is an issue, honestly. I think that's it. But it's, yeah. it's only a beta, though. And so. I, again, this yeah. is a beta, and I, I believe enough people are complaining about this. And I think we'll see some meaningful changes. That being said. If you are skilled enough and the people you are playing against are terrible enough, which won't be the case at the upper level, yeah. because everyone at that everyone at the let's say the top hundred players are all pretty good. They have on D one an average of a two five KD. Um, then you get to the one percent where they have ridiculous like three six KDs, but that's abnormal. Anyway, anyone above with the with the, the D one two point five KD can probably in one life under one recovery bar get anywhere from two to three kills depending on how good and how bad the opposing team is now i've been mid-fight where i'm firing across the map um with my because i really like the assault rifles and i'm really black i'm really really happy they're back like shout out to the guy who's been using suros since day one like that was my first exotic and i ran kids with that ding 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 cans tin can headshots yeah i was that guy and I was I was running Vex Mythoclast like before I got nerfed into Oblivion, so I'm that guy. Um, so I really like the fact that the weapons felt heavy, they felt meaningful, they felt useful. Um, I was like using one gun and I got obliterated by a different gun. I was like, what is that gun? Switch to the same gun. Takes a while to get used to, but once like everyone has their own playstyle. So I was running assault rifle and I was running the exotic SMG because uh, uh, SMG because again I ran the warrior and that's the weapon you get. I was able to fire, like, in a long distance, and I was some terrible snipers I was going up against. Terrible, which probably won't happen in a real game. I would out, I was able to outshoot some snipers and then turn on some kids who were trying to come behind me because, they, again, if you have the drop on them, you yeah. should win the fight. But if the person can outshoot you, like, yeah. if, you, if, you, if someone's shooting at your body and you can put more shots on their head, you'll, you'll win. win. Yeah, and- I do like that. Yeah, and, and it rewards if you have if you have a good primary. This game will literally reward you because like because people in D one like oh if you if you didn't have a primary in D one you're pretty much garbage. If you didn't have a hand cannon in D one, you didn't have a hand cannon shot in D one you're garbage pretty much. But like and also with the power ammo kind of situation, it's like you do have to get used to it because like I'll have teammates literally in the back just waiting for power ammo, trying to fight. You'll see three guys that are waiting fighting over power ammo break, and only one of you can get it. So like that. So I, like the issue like when I first heard it, I was like. That's a dumb move, but the way it plays out is so good. But the way everybody wants wants power ammo, it's a really bad idea. But honestly, what they should have done with the special is they should have kept it in the special slot. And then what? Because like, and this affects PV. They literally they drastically changed the game because of PVP issues, and it's killing PVE. So like only so with this game, it either PV 
the PvP has to be really solid to cover up what the PvE done, uh, PvE does, or it just looks like a dumb change. Yeah. So, like, because, like, in in year two of the raid, um, King's Fall, literally, orcs had, like, a billion, billion health. And I'm not kidding. Because, like, cause you didn't have counter sleeper damage, spindle damage, galley damage, and, like, and so, like, oh, and then, but they did all these changes due to PvP, and it's affecting PvE, so, honestly... And it's also just a beta, so expecting experience. Yeah, to me, the biggest change that I, I, I do not agree with is shotguns and sniper rifles being in the power ammo section. I understand they say, like, if a weapon can get if a weapon can kill you with one more shot, it should be in the power ammo section. Yeah. But, again, for the PvE players, which they are a significant amount of people who play Destiny just exclusively for, for PvE. And so for them to be quote unquote punished, I mean you get a you get a decent amount of heavy ammo in the in, in the yeah, story mode yeah. and in in the strike that's there. You get a decent amount of power ammo to where you could post up, take a lot of headshots against against the Axion mine, whatever they want to call them. Yeah. But again, it, you kind of suffer because if if you don't have and it's, it'll be I feel like the weapon system is generous enough to where you can have an AR, you can have a scout rifle, and you can have a uh, a sniper so you could do those targeted yeah. damages um but if you don't like if you don't have a good ar and you don't have a good scout sorry i mean good luck trying to use your your your, your pulse rifle against a raid boss yeah unless it's like a high impact like yeah. very high impact pulse rifle but which we haven't seen one of those since like the d2 patches yeah like Nerwin's mercy and we have the messenger but uh it's honestly it's i think the like pvep has to be really good so that that PVE sufferment is not as heavy on the game, but also, and the last thing I want to talk about is um, skill base. They have they brought skill based matchmaking into quick play. Yes, they and did. And I'm not, and I'm really not a fan of that. Like, if quick play and Overwatch can do run connection based matchmaking and comp can run skill based, why can't Destiny do that? I think because like it's trying to be the Overwatch like because they they did this just to make it in two playlists. So when I saw it, it was quick play and competitive. Like oh. Competitive, it's I'm gonna be playing people on my skill level, yeah. and I and and I'm completely fine with that, hundred percent behind that. And I go into quick play, and I feel like I'm playing people on my skill level at the cost of good connection. Yeah. And like I know competitive is like that also, but like at least you have your skill bracket mapped out so to pick the people that have good connections in that. But like in in quick play, it's like and getting people on in the terrible connections. Like I feel like quick play should have been straight connection based. Like the first day. Connections felt amazing, and then you play a few games down the line. You know, you get your they they start. Oh, you're in this skill bracket, and then it starts like the connections like it starts going down, going down. Like I don't know why they did that, but it's also you know I don't know why Bungie does some things, but you know I just kind of yeah. But um, long story short, I'm still very excited for the game. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to it. I'm interested in the PC demo, uh, PC beta when that drops. Gonna be playing that um to see how it compares because by that point. We should be halfway to the wait for yeah. the regular game to be released, and then the PC will come out a, about a month later. Um, so really interested to play the PC beta, see if it plays differently, see if it... Um, this game's actually built for PC. They actually built it for PC, so I think it's actually going to be good. Yeah, anyway, we'll see. Um, but the last thing, and we talked about it earlier, Destiny is going to be get, getting compared a lot to Anthem, which is Bioware's next big, um, essentially, not only say Destiny Killer, because any any game that has gotten the title of Destiny Killer has died on the side of the road. Rip Division. Um, even though Division kind of resurrected themselves with survival and their... I don't know why they didn't have that multiplayer mode in at the beginning, because that thing was 
dope. They should have had that in from the from the jump, or at least it should have been in the first update. Anyway, long story short, Anthem is uh, looking like it's going to rival Destiny in a lot of ways, in a lot of good ways, and a lot of bad ways. A lot of people are calling it Titanfall Destiny mm-hmm. um, because you're in you're in a mech suit and you're in this open world, and there have been um, good things, bad things being said across the board. But one of the most important things that's happened in the past week is that Casey Hudson. Um, the former head of Bioware has now returned as head of Bioware, and Aaron Flynn has stepped out to just... Video game development is just really hard on people, so people just kind of rotate in and out a lot. Casey Hudson has stepped away. He was working on HoloLens stuff. Who knows if we'll ever see that stuff, but he's now back as studio head of Bioware. What's really important is that this guy headed up KOTOR, KOTOR 2, which now that EA, which owns Bioware, has an amazing relationship with Disney... Um, Ryan McCaffrey was saying this on a podcast Unlocked. There's a chance that we get a KOTOR 3, Knights of the Old Republic 3. That I'm excited for. What I'm really excited for is Casey was one of the heads for the Mass Effect franchise. And we know how good those were, the original ones. And we've seen how decimated um, the reputation has been since the release of Andromeda. And I believe Casey saw that and decided, no, you can't do this to my baby. And he came back to try and fix that series. They've come out and say, we are not working on Mass Effect. It's going to be a minute. We're going to fix this. Um, this was even before his return. Um, and it's it, it's important to say that because Mass Effect, up to that point, was their biggest franchise. Yeah. Like, Dragon Age, huge. Mass Effect, bigger. For some reason, like, it's, just, it's kind of that dichotomy. People either love fantasy or people love sci-fi. One of the two. I'm that weird kid. I'm in the middle. I like both. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what's important is that Casey began working on Anthem before he left to go to Microsoft. And I do I believe there's enough time for him to come in and have like a huge sweeping change into what's going to happen with Anthem? I don't know. But I believe his influence there will help the next Max Effect. And I think what we'll see is his influence over the DLC and the patches and the game modes that come with Anthem later down the line. So really excited for that. But um, that's all we got for you this week. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so very much for sticking with us for another episode of Even More About Nothing. I've been your host, Mookie. I want to give a shout-out to my gracious co-host, the ones that actually decide to show up instead of being fraudulent and walking around gallivanting all the way around town. Yeah. Uh, so shout-out to Mateo. And um, Jimmy, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no Catch problem. him on um, nothing. He's always streaming on there, streaming Destiny. Catch him on his personal Twitch. What's your personal Twitch? James underscore OG18. Yeah. So. He's on there a lot. Like I said, he's had a streaming services for us, so he's going to be streaming a lot over the next year. Um, we got a lot of things in the works. Got a lot of work. We got a lot of things to work. I know we got off topic, but, you know, we can't get off topic if we don't have a topic. Be sure to follow us on all our social media channels. So on Facebook, it's just even more about nothing. Uh, Twitter is emanpodcast1. Instagram, emanpodcast. Uh, we are on Snapchat, emanp1. And then you already gave more Twitch channel. Yes, sir. Uh, and also, be sure to share this. Be sure to share this with your friends. We are now also on Stitcher Radio, and we are on Google, Google Play. Play. So on all those formats, please give us a like, comment, share this with your friend. It helps us out tremendously. Makes uh, we can't do this without you guys, and we haven't we wouldn't have stayed on the air this long without you guys. So we just appreciate you sharing with your friends. And uh, said, oh, leave a comment in the comment. 
section of this video. Like, comment, and share, as the YouTubers say. Um, let us know what you like. Let us know what you want to talk about, especially in the next few episodes. And I would be remiss to say that it has been a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Catch you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.